0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Why tongues of fire? Today's epistle speaks of tongues of fire which come upon Mary and the apostles. Well, these tongues of fire express three main qualities about the Holy Ghost, three main ways in which he helps the apostles just as he also guides each one of us here today. First of all, fire gives light. And in a similar way, the Holy Ghost enlightens the mind with his divine truth. Jesus had spoken of the Holy Ghost as a teacher. A teacher who will remind the apostles of everything Jesus said and did during his life among them. A teacher who would explain clearly and in depth the spiritual evidence of the truths which Jesus had been trying to teach the apostles all along, but which the apostles have not yet fully understood. And today, once the apostles are enlightened by the clarity of this divine truth, then the apostles are themselves to become teachers, go out and teach all the nations. Jesus had said to them. So this is why the Spirit of truth comes down upon the apostles today in the forms of tongues of fire. Because the tongue is the body's organ of speech. The tongue is the instrument by which every teacher communicates the truth. Like the apostles, we cannot understand the full meaning and depth of Jesus's words in the gospels so we need the humility we need the good sense to admit that our own personal interpretation can lead us all too easily into error that is why like the apostles we here today we need the enlightenment of the holy ghost and this enlightenment is given to us through the Church, the Church which is built upon the foundation of Peter and the Apostles. Just as the soul gives form and life to our body, so in like manner, for 2,000 years, the Spirit of Truth, which is the Holy Ghost, has been the soul of the Church, helping us to understand the full meaning and the fruits of Christ's teaching. And in the difficult situations of daily life in today's world, in those workplace dilemmas and family predicaments, when faced with hard decisions, we too, we can rely upon the help of the Spirit of Truth. He will give us the fire of His light to understand which course of action is appropriate for every single situation. The Spirit of Truth will, inspire us with the right words. He will teach us how to make right decisions when we don't know what to do. He will teach us as long as we are truly listening to Him. But if we are too insistent on our own ways, too stubborn with our own ideas, then the Holy Ghost's suggestions will fall on our deaf ears and we will lose out on His precious wisdom and counsel. If we don't listen, we will only bring about our own downfall. So in every dilemma, quiet your soul. Stop those human calculations. Say a prayer to the Holy Ghost. Listen deep down to what He is trying to tell you in that prayerful silence. Make a novena asking for His guidance proclaiming your desire to be docile to whatever He wants of you. Consult a trusted spiritual author, such as St. Francis de Sales. Look up the lives of the saints. Seek out the counsel of a spiritual director. Or talk with a good Catholic friend. And praying all the while to the Spirit of Truth, listen, listen, Listen attentively with unbiased mind to the suggestions which he will make apparent within your soul. The spirit of truth is also the spirit of love. Some people today would claim that truth somehow diminishes love, while in the name of love, there is no objective standard of truth to which we must conform. However, there is no contradiction between truth and love. But there is a profound and harmonious unity in the person of the Holy Ghost. He is the love of the Father and the Son, and he is the spirit of truth. He is one with both the Father and the Son. And that's why fire is, again, an appropriate image. Just as fire brings many flames together into one, so does love bring unity among persons. The apostles needed to be filled with love, so that as they preached the truth about Jesus, they would inspire love in the souls of those people who heard them. Love and not revolution. As we learn more about God from the Spirit of Truth, we must allow His love to take root in our hearts. And this love will move us to prefer sacrifice over greed, patience over anger, knowledge about the eternal truths of God, rather than the passing fads and trends of this world. Devotion to the Holy Ghost helps to bring unity in families, to heal previous divisions. So pray to this Divine Spirit for the difficult persons in your life. Invoke the Holy Ghost specifically for this or that difficult person in your life, so that His Divine Love may bring the fiery warmth to those hearts which have grown cold. And finally, the Spirit of Truth, and the spirit of love, is also the spirit of fortitude and fiery courage. Look at St. Peter in today's epistle. On Holy Thursday, he had promised fidelity, fidelity to Christ, even unto death. But then, Peter denied his master at the voice of the servant, before running off to hide during the Passion on Good Friday. But today, Today, having received the spirit of truth and love, Peter boldly announces Christ to thousands of people. And he reproaches the Jewish leaders for having crucified Christ. He is no longer the timid apostle. No longer. But Peter has been transformed by Pentecost fire. Peter has received the spirit of fortitude. Fortitude by which he proclaims Christ as the Son of God. He proclaims the Church as the only means of salvation in the holy name of Jesus. And then, the Acts of the Apostles tell how Peter and the Apostles were persecuted for the name of Christ which they preached. They were scourged. They were humiliated. And yet the spirit of fortitude filled them with joy, greater joy than they ever experienced in their lives. Pentecost fire filled them with joy that they were found worthy to suffer something for the name of Jesus Christ. As the Holy Ghost gives courage in difficult situations, He also offers the fiery warmth of His consolation. Indeed, Jesus consoled the apostles while he was among them, both before and after his death and resurrection. But once Jesus had ascended up into heaven, he fulfills his promise to send, whom he called another consoler, the divine spirit of consolation. He is now to comfort the church in the trials and the tribulations, which must necessarily go along with preaching the truth and the charity of God. If if Jesus Himself suffered and died for that truth, so also we are called to follow in those bloody footsteps. So dear friends, like the Apostles, we here today, we may ourselves have our own fears. Fears for the future. Fears for the unknown. But our annual celebration of Pentecost reminds us that God's Spirit, which came down upon the apostles 2,000 years ago, this same divine Spirit remains very much alive in His church today. God does nothing in vain, He permits nothing in vain. And no amount of human deficiency, no scandal, no lack of leadership on the part of men, however tragic, could ever destroy the work of God in the church, of which the Holy Ghost is the soul and the guide. Today, the Holy Ghost is calling many young vocations to the priesthood and religious life. Our institute will be ordaining ten priests this summer, while the number of our sisters and oblate brothers continues to grow and to grow, as does does the number of people in our Apostles. The Holy Ghost is inspiring conversions to the Catholic faith. We hear about new conversions every day. He is stirring Catholics, including many young families with children, to discover the traditions of our faith in order to live a deeper spirituality. The Holy Ghost is very much at work today, not with the fire that burns and destroys like the fires of hell. No. But the Holy Ghost, with His Pentecost fire of truth and love, He is warming hearts and attracting those hearts to virtue and self-sacrifice, of which Jesus and Mary give us perfect examples. The Holy Ghost is motivating is motivating us for the divine reality of the kingdom of God in heaven, and not for a popular utopia, which can never exist in this passing life here on earth. So today on this Pentecost day, and throughout this whole week, which we will be celebrating Pentecost every day, with special readings and prayers that you can follow along in your missal at home. Let let this Pentecost week be a time of renewed faith. Let us pray to the Holy Ghost for the Church in our world. Let us invoke the Holy Ghost specifically upon our families, and especially upon our youth, as those young people approach adulthood. Ask the Holy Ghost for Pentecost fire in your life, and rekindle that fire which has perhaps become dormant in your soul. By daily prayer, reading from your mass missile this week, by spiritual reading, and by acts of charity, honor the spirit of love this week, by new acts of charity every single day, acts of politeness, acts of courtesy, acts of patience, forbearance, and forgiveness of your neighbor. This is how we can honor the Holy Ghost, this is how we can be His instruments to bring His Pentecost fire to our world of today. Ask Him for the light of deeper understanding. Ask Him for the unity of stronger love. And ask Him for the unfailing courage which never burns out. Ask the Holy Ghost for Pentecost fire in your life. He is the Spirit of Truth, the teacher of our minds. He is the spirit of love, the gift which satisfies our hearts' greatest desires. He is the spirit of fortitude and strength, the consoler, who sustains us in our toils, our trials, and our tears in this world, so that after a life of perseverance and faith and charity, we may be worthy to be filled with his unending joy and perfect peace. In the life of the world to come. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen.